Today you'll meet Inger. She wants you to know that it's never too late to go for your dream. You'll learn so much as you go if you dare to take the leap. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Inga Poulsen is a wedding and family photographer in Bergen in Norway. Her focus is on real and natural moments and her style is documentary. When she photographs, she wants to create photos that tell the story of the people who are in front of her camera in a beautiful and authentic way. Hi Inga, welcome to the podcast. Hello Ingvild, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is so exciting. And I am sure this is going to be a fun conversation because we're going to talk about how you have decided to become a professional, serious photographer. You're going to go all in to be a photographer. And uh, I'm curious to know more about your background and how you got started. So maybe you can start there. Yeah, I am not educated a photographer. I actually have a master's degree in social anthropology. So I've always been interested in people, relationships, how people live. But I also always have uh, loved having a camera with me. So ever since I was maybe 10, 11, I was known as the girl with the camera. So uh, I've taken lots of uh, photos ever since I was a teenager, from the classical party photos (laughs) to then travel photos and in the schoolyard and yeah and also my dad was a photographer when I was growing up he uh, was the tiny island I'm from he was the local uh, wedding photographer the fast photo photographer and a little children photographer so we had a studio in the house where I grew up so I guess it's kind of yeah a part of me and then when I became a mom 10 years ago I of course took a lot of photos of my children and my husband and then four years ago I kind of by uh, coincidence I joined a workshop in Stavanger with uh, Tiril Hauan who I love uh, her work yeah she is amazing and I had had her take uh, photos of me and my boys and then she was going to have this workshop and I was like okay why not so I signed up and I uh, went down there and I had, I had never took photos with the manual settings before that. So I came and I was like a proper newbie and I learned so much. She had set up two styled shoots and like after those two days, I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> I want to work with this. <laughs> and yeah, I think I just uh, got an eye opener that, wow, you can do this for not your family and then two days after the workshop there was a mom in the kindergarten where my boys uh, were at the time and she had seen uh, like on snapchat that I had been to this workshop and so she wrote to me we need family photos can you take them and I was like uh okay are you sure and she was like yeah yeah yeah. I saw you went to this workshop (laughs) we need photos (laughs) we can pay you and I was like okay and I kind of knew them so I was like yeah 
are you sure? She was like, yeah, 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 we've seen your photos. We love them. And then and we were going to talk about the pricing. And I had absolutely no idea. And I tried to talk to my husband. How much am I going to charge them? And we were both like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I started at, I don't know, 500 kroner maybe. And then I can't charge a thousand. That's too much. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I ended up for 800 kroner. And I think I took photos of them for like an hour and a half in the woods. It was like the perfect lighting. They were in knitted wool clothes. So, so beautiful family. And I think I delivered maybe 80 photos of them and they paid 800 kroner and they were thrilled. (laughs) I would have been too if I had to pay that price. (laughs) So, but then she, uh, you know how it is. Then someone else had seen their photos and they wanted for me to take their family photos. So it started really small. And then Previously, I had been thinking like, okay, wedding photos. I'm never, ever going to take someone's wedding photos. That's way too scary. Yeah. And like, okay, I'm going to stick with family photos. I think that's my thing. But then I remembered that in the workshop, uh, there was another photographer who had said that she was tempted to try wedding photography. And she had uh, reached out to uh, another photographer and asked to be a second shooter. And she had learned that way. And I was like, it was getting close to the summer after the workshop. And I was like, oh, maybe wedding would be fun. So I sent her a text asking, do you have any weddings this summer where I can be a second shooter? And she immediately said yes. And I joined her for a wedding. This was the summer of 2020. It's always like kind of a Corona wedding, but it was a little bit open up. So um, it was in Haugesund and it was this really, really cool couple. They had the details were spot on. It was so well thought and just the coolest couple. And it was so nice just to see how she worked. And I got to take photos with no pressure. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm doing weddings. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was so much fun. And I just thought that this is what I want to do. So I had my like second awakening, like I want to be a photographer and like now I want to do weddings. Mm. So after that, I showed these photos on my Instagram and Facebook and I actually got a booking for the year after the summer of 2021. So that was my first wedding all by myself. And yeah, I loved it. And this year I have had, I think it's eight weddings. So yeah, I think that it's my thing. Yeah, I want to do more and I really, really like it. Yeah, that's really fun how you think that, oh, this is not for me. It's too scary. Yeah. I can never do it. And then you're like, yep, yep, I'm in love. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like that because I've said it to so many people like, yeah, I love photography, but weddings, no, <laughs> I would never do that. Imagine the pressure, imagine everything that could be wrong. Now it's like, yeah, this is amazing. (laughs) There is a lot of pressure to weddings as well, though, because you do have to perform on that one day. So is that the photography that is your main kind? Is that what you want to keep doing or do you want to do different kinds? What do you think right now? I would like to focus on weddings, but I would also do ordinary couples shoots and I would love to do creative portraits like I have been doing a little bit of. And also some family shoots, but 
in my heart, I feel like for now, I want to focus on weddings and couples shoots. I like family photography, but I think my heart is more towards the grown-ups and couples. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's how I felt as well. Like, it's fun to do the other things, but weddings, it's just something about it. Yeah. And I've always been like a big fan of weddings. I'm the one who is crying to every speech and love weddings. So to be able to like (laughs) go to so many people's weddings and be a part of it and to document their stories, I think it's so amazing. Yeah. But that's the fun part. You know, you're finding your passion. You're doing the thing that you most love to do and you're really discovering it and learning about it. But what have been your challenges so far? Yeah, first of all, it's been to believe in myself enough that I am good enough, that I can do this, that people will be willing to pay me money to take their photos. I think it's a bit of a roller coaster. Some days I can be like, I am so good at this. This is what I'm supposed to do in life. (laughs) My photos are so good and then the other days I can be like what am I doing I cannot do this I am crap at everything so it's like the whole creative work is kind of new to me to just have these so many feelings and so many ups and downs and yeah so I think the biggest challenge is to just get that steady belief in myself that I can do this I am a good photographer and people will pay me money to be their photographer That has been the biggest challenge that I'm working on every day. And also it has been, we talked about before, is the pricing, which I find really hard because it's been going from kind of putting stupid small number to my first uh, (laughs) photography session and then to now steadily been increasing my prices to what, but it's hard. I think pricing is is really hard and I'm sure I'm not alone uh, to think that. No, you're not alone in thinking that believing in yourself is a big challenge. And I don't really want to disappoint you, but I do think that that's something you're going to struggle with forever because I do think as a creative, it comes and goes. It's that wave of, okay, so things are going really well. No, everything's ruined. I can't do this anymore. And then like, no, wait a minute, I'm doing it. This is working because it's just always going to be like a flow because when you're doing creative stuff, it comes from you but then you also have to deal with clients as well making it more challenging because you have to meet them at what they want so it will come and go but I do think you get more of the this is going well and I know what I'm doing so I think the waves of I don't know what I'm doing they're going to be fewer so yeah I think it's getting used to it and just sticking with it and keep going even though you're finding it hard okay yeah That's a bit worrying, but also (laughs) reassuring that it's just the way it is. It happens to everyone. Yeah. Even the best of the best, they will have that feeling of what am I doing? Yeah. How is this going to work? And pricing as well. I think that is also something that's going to be hard for a lot of people for a long time because you are going to have to adjust your prices again and again and again. It's not just like one time and then you're like, oh, I'm set for life now because things will always be changing. We have inflation, you have increased expenses, you have more experience, you'll get a lot more inquiries, meaning that you can increase your pricing without losing clients. So you're going to have to get used to increasing your prices probably for the rest of the time that you are a photographer. 
And it's challenging because you get that worry of like, what if this is the time that no one will book me? I think I've had that fear every single time I've increased my pricing, but then someone's always booked. And as soon as someone books, then it's like, oh, okay, someone else will book as well then, because that's just how it is. So you have to also get a little bit used to that fear and having photographers around you who can cheer you on will also really help because everyone can relate to that. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. But it is challenging. And We've been doing some of that work together where we've been figuring out what you need to charge to be profitable at least. And that is the most important thing that you're not doing a lot of work for no money. Because as your beginning has been, you started off charging way too little. I think that's where maybe not all, but a lot of photographers start there where they charge way too little. I've charged, I think, around 1500 or I was in the UK, so it was 150 pounds for my first wedding. And that is ridiculous. We had like the first meeting in the back of their car at a like a Tesco parking lot or something like that. It was ridiculous. But it gets better from there because you have to learn to charge. Yeah, I already learned so much through this four-year journey I've been on. And it's fun to look back because you are at some point really naive and you have no experience in putting a price on your own work because I've been used to having like a normal office job where someone else is giving me the salary they decide and now it's suddenly like okay I'm just gonna put a price on my work and it's such a new thought for me and so many else and yeah so it's a fun to look back to see what I charged. And it's also a bit like, oh, (laughs) what was I thinking? So it's been kind of a steep uh, learning journey for me and still learning so much. So I recently put up my prices and I'm still waiting for that first uh, confirmation (laughs) booking. (laughs) So hopefully it will come soon and then I'll be like, okay, it was the right choice to do. Yeah, because as you say, when you were first going to charge for your photo shoot, then you're like, oh, it can't be more than a thousand. It has to be less than that. And then now you know that that is nothing. There's no way that's going to work. But just keeping to increase your prices again and again and again, that's one part of it. You'll get to a point where you can't just increase your pricing because it's going to be a different client. The client who's going to work with you at a thousand isn't going to work with you when it's 10,000, which it's going to have to be at some point. So that means that you have to do a lot of other work as well. And I think that's where things get a little bit tricky because just increasing your pricing, that's easy. You just add on some numbers and then you pretend. But you want to make sure that you're profitable and you want to make sure that you're reaching the right clients. So it's a little bit of a mix. Yeah, it's a bit overwhelming, everything that I have to think about when uh, trying to decide if I'm going to go full-time as a photographer because it's so many expenses and it's so much things I didn't think about. And yeah, like you said, it's just not increasing my prices and problem. Yeah. And I think that's very relatable as well. I think that most people who start out as photographers, they do it because they love photography and they want to photograph and they want to be creatives. And then they start and then it turns out that there's so much more to the job than just taking photos. Taking photos is what we do for a fraction of the time. The rest of the time is is spent doing all sorts of stuff. So I do think a lot of people get a little bit surprised by that. But if you manage to just deal with that stuff and you realize that that just has to get done so that I can make a living from what I'm supposed to be doing in life, 
then you'll be a lot better off because those things that you didn't sign up for, they have to get done. You have to do marketing and you have to figure out your pricing. And then if you do, if you figure out your pricing so that it makes sense and you're making the money you want, that frees up time so you can do more photography and more of the fun things. So I think it works out in the end, but just realizing it can be a bit painful. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's so much more into it than I thought. I knew it was more than photography, obviously, but all the things you have to uh, think about, like safe storage, the marketing bit and searchability on Google and everything. And it's a bit overwhelming, but it's also fun. Like I have no experience from business or marketing. And yeah, so it's, I like it. I like this journey I'm on and uh, everything I have to learn, but a bit overwhelming, but mostly fun. That's good. That's very good. So we just finished our mini course that we were doing. You were part of that. And I'm curious about your goals because one of the tasks we did, we set goals for the next year. Do you have anything you can share about that? Yeah, I think my main goals for the next year is to be at a point where I can make the final decision to be a full-time photographer. I've been talking about this with my husband and we are giving it the time until this summer or next summer to make the decision, to try to like make a decision that's well thought through. So my main goal is to work full-time as a photographer. And also it is to dare to be more creative and to follow my own style. It's so easy to look at others and to see what they are doing and to compare yourself. But at the same time, I know what kind of photos I want to take. I know what I'm proud of. I know what I can do. One of the goals is just to be more secure in my own style and my own work. And also to set up a really good plan for marketing. (laughs) Because I have no idea what I'm doing at the moment with the marketing. It's kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So if I'm going to be a full-time photographer, I need to have a real marketing and business plan. So this is the overall goals for next year. And just to keep growing as a photographer. It's such a strange and fun journey to be on. And yeah, and I think you said in the mini course, like we all never stop learning. And like you said, I learn new things all the time. And yeah, it's exciting to see where this brings me. Yeah. I think that's important to remember that it's not like you get to the point where, oh yeah, I'm done now. I know everything I need to know because there's always going to be more and things always change, especially the way things are now with marketing. The way you could market a photography business five or 10 years ago is not going to work now. So that will always change. And I think that's something that's important to remember that there's always more to learn and to figure out and to just be better. And unfortunately, marketing is a big part of what we do because we need more clients and we need to get our name out there. It's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a new world for me. What I was doing three years ago when I started is just like put some photos on Instagram and then wait for (laughs) the customers to come to me. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not that easy. But yeah, no, I started this year in January with starting my own company and getting my website. So it's been a very interesting and an exciting year with this photography. Yeah. So you're moving quick. 
Do you have a plan going forward on how you are going to reach your goals on deciding or when you want to go full time or do you know how you're going to make it happen? No, it's not clear to me yet. The last year I've been leaning more and more towards that I want to work full time as a photographer. So it's kind of grew a bit on me this last year. And like I said earlier that I was never going to do weddings. Like I've always said that starting my own business is something I would never do. I cannot understand people who want to work, like have their own business. I want to have a safe and secure income. Like my own business is not for me. And then (laughs) here I am with my own little photography business and thinking about quitting my uh, normal job. So it's happened a bit fast and it's a bit overwhelming, but I realized that I need a lot more knowledge about marketing and business. So mentoring with you is a choice I've taken that I think I need to do to be able to start full-time as a photographer. Because like I said, I lack a lot of knowledge about the business side of photography. So I am a person who... I am a bit spontaneous and impulsive, but for like such a big decision like this, I need to feel that it is possible and to have a plan for how it's going to work. So um, uh, me and you have been talking about, like you mentioned, how to price myself to actually make a profit, which led me to take a good look at my prices, both wedding photography and family photos. So that was an important first step. And then just like we did in the mini course, kind of think about who is my dream client? What kind of photography do I want to do? What is it that is me? What do I want to work with? And starting to put that on paper and is a way towards, yeah, maybe achieving my goals. I've been doing a lot of thinking and reflections and kind of putting it to paper, what I want to work with and who I want to work with. And yeah. So it's many, many small steps towards what can maybe be a big thing happening next year. Yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. It's fun to hear about your process and the steps involved in making the decision as well, because there is a lot more to it. For most of us, it's not about just like, okay, I'm going to quit now. You have to have some things in place. I know I did. (laughs) Yeah. Inga will be right back to share about her journey. You can still join us in the Sustainable Photography Program. Doors close Wednesday the 23rd at midnight Central European time. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday when it comes out, that's tomorrow. So if you want to book more dream clients who will pay you what you need to make a living, this is for you. We cover everything from making sure that your workflow is effective to selling to your clients. We go over pricing and branding and marketing. We talk a lot about mindset and confidence and making sure that you are building a business that's focused on who you are as a person. We'll do it in a way that lets you do the work that you normally do. You'll still have time to hang out with your family and do all the things. We'll make sure that we're not overwhelming you because you're allowed to take the shortcuts. So let's figure all this out together. Find the link in the show notes and book a call with me to see if this is a good fit for you. What about things that have been going well for you lately? Can you say something that you're really happy with? Some big things that have happened that you can celebrate? Yeah, 
I have been booked for six weddings next year already, like a whole year in advance, which is very new to me. And yeah, it makes me really happy to have already six weddings next year. So that's for me, it's huge. And also that I've been booked by people who have no connections. They have found me on Instagram or they have found me on my website and they have write to me, oh, we see your website. We love your photos. We want to book you for our wedding. It means the world to me that it's not like a referral, referral, which is also, of course, amazing to have. But two strange people who are uh, doesn't know me just see my photos. They read what I write and they choose me. It's amazing. So that's a big celebration for me. And also that I have started renting this office space in a shared office room in Bergen Center after this summer. Also, it was kind of a big thing for me just to kind of make this process towards working full-time a bit more uh, real and also to be a part of a network with other photographers and it's a creative graphic designers and it's like a, it's a good place to be. So that's also a big win for me to take that step this year. Exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, I like to say that one of the weddings I was booked for, they have booked me in Oslo and it's in this gorgeous venue. So I was like, yes, this is so cool. So it's like one of those weddings where you feel like, okay, this is my couple. They have chosen me and this is the kind of weddings I would like to do. So uh, yeah, when you get bookings like that, it's amazing that people from Oslo will pay extra to fly me from Bergen to Oslo. And yeah, for me, it's a big thing and it uh, makes me really grateful. Yeah. And it's things like that where you get booked by the right people, then you're like, yes, I'm on the right track now. This is good. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing getting booked, but it's also so amazing feeling with, when you feel like you have found like, this is my customers, this is my couple. And you just know it's going to be a, a good match. Yeah. Absolutely. So I asked you to be on the podcast because there are a lot of people like you who are wanting to take the chance and going full time, considering that. And it's important to learn from each other. And I know that one thing that a lot of people are struggling with is time, managing their time, having time for everything. And how do you do it? Because you have a job, you have a family, you have a business. So <laughs> how do you do it all? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Like the first thing is that my other job is 80% position, but it's really flexible. So I think it would be really hard to do this if it was not so flexible. Like I can manage my days quite a bit, but I also noticed it can't go on like this for a very long time because it's really, really hard to have two different like hats on and also to do the switching back and forth. First of all, it's like it's a flexible job, the other one. And also my husband, he works on the platform in the North Sea. So he's away for two weeks and then he's home for four weeks. So that means he is home for quite a long time. And then that makes it a lot easier for me to work uh, longer hours and yeah, to work in the weekends. And then also my boys, they are 10 and 7. So they are getting a bit bigger now. So they can be home alone for some hours and you're not so restricted in that. So all that helps. 
I feel like it would be hard to go on like this for many years because it's it's a bit of a confusing struggle to have two completely different jobs at the same time because one is it's an office job it's a lot of paperwork it's you know meetings and writing reports and then you have like this super creative job everything i have to learn with starting a, a business and marketing so it's a bit overwhelming i i'm not going to lie and it wouldn't have been possible when the kids were smaller because we have no grandparents in nearby who can help us out we have friends of course that can babysit but it wouldn't work out in the long run so now when the boys are older it's easier definitely and yeah but you know you have that kind of when they ask are you going to take photographs again mom (laughs) and you can feel like oh (laughs) have I been away too much now and then so uh, it's a hard struggle to find a balance so that's something leaning towards quitting the other job and then focus on one thing and then just set up clear boundaries set up like strict plans for when am I working when am I not going to work and because now it's like okay I have this weekend off I have this day off I can do that Wednesday afternoon because then I have just a meeting in the before noon so it's it is overwhelming and it can get too much Mm -hmm. yeah but what do you think others can learn from your journey and the way that things have Or the choices you've made. I wanted to say the things that have happened for you, but you've made the choices. And I think that's important to own. So what do you think others can learn from your journey? I think maybe just first of all, that it's never too late. Because I turned, uh, I'm 41 years old now. And you have a feeling that everyone who starts, they are younger. They kind of find out their way way earlier. And for me, it's taken this long. But I think for me, it's that I haven't been ready for it before now. I have enjoyed my stable income. I have been satisfied with that. When the kids were younger, it was necessary for me, especially with my husband being away for weeks at a time. It wouldn't have been possible. So yeah, it's never too late to follow your dream. And also what have been a big, big help for me is has been to reach out to other photographers for help and for tips and for uh, how do you do this? And just I've been asking so many questions to people that I'm started following on Instagram. And I've met so many nice people who are more than willing to share. And yeah, that has been one of the biggest helps for me. Just the network and other photographers who are have been willing to answer all my stupid questions. <laughs> so yeah, and also I said before about Asking to be a second shooter at a wedding is also so helpful that I would recommend everyone to do that if they are, you know, interested in in trying weddings and they haven't done it before because you have no pressure on you and you get nice photos and you see how the other photographer works. So that's one thing I would highly recommend. And also just trust your gut feeling that you can do this and you are good enough and just trust the nice feedback you get and keep that maybe and try not to let the fear and uncertainty take overboard. Yeah, (laughs) which is hard. Yeah, and also I join workshops, not only the workshop itself, but the people you meet in the workshops are so golden. I feel like the photography network in Norway is filled with a lot of positivity and helpful, nice people who are 
willing to share and willing to support. Mm, yeah, that's definitely so true. And I think that's something that's happened slowly because it was not like that when I was starting out. So I think it's really nice that that is the way that things are now, because I think that's the way it should be. I think that we're all going to be better if we support each other and if we help each other rather than like, no, I want to just keep all my secrets and, and do this by myself because, yeah, I don't think you have a lot to win by doing that. No, it's true. And also dare to show your personality in your work and not take yourself too seriously. I think it's a good advice because your customers want to see you as a person who you are and so yeah not to take yourself too seriously and just there to show a little bit about who you are yeah definitely and at some point you reached out to me as well because you wanted to learn can you say something about how and why you decided that that was the right thing to do yeah uh no it was part of the whole journey i am on of trying to make the decision to uh, be a full-time photographer and I have realized that I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> except for taking photos. And then I was talking to uh, one of the photographers I had met on Instagram, Lynn Valentinson. We have been writing a lot back and forth with tips and questions and inspiration and cheering for each other. And she said to me that she had taken mentoring sessions with you. And it was so helpful for her and she would recommend it. And I was like, okay, this is what I need. I need someone <laughs> who are experienced and who can tell me what to do. <laughs> so then the same day before uh, getting second thoughts, I was like, I wrote to you and said, I need <laughs> some mentoring uh, sessions with you to help me out. So yeah, it was her uh, referral to you. And then the part of my decision to get serious and more professional and to make a plan. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. It's so nice to get referred from others as well. And I also want us to talk about what's next for you. What do you feel like you need to work on? Because I know we've talked about your pricing, but what else? We can talk about your pricing now as well. But what do you feel is the next thing that you want to work on and improve in your business? I think it's definitely the marketing bit because I don't know anything about it or I know a very little bit about it. So for now, I feel like it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and nothing is structured, nothing is planned. So we went a little bit onto the subject in the mini uh, workshop we had with you about, you know, setting up that yearly plan and putting in all the different occasions or important dates and just to plan out, for example, Christmas shoots or Valentine shoots, just to make a plan for the year so you can actually plan your work out from the calendar. Uh, I think it's my uh, first priority now. Yeah. And in the mini course, we actually also looked at what things are looking like now, where your clients are coming from and where they're not coming from. So did you get any aha moments from that? Did you see where your clients are coming from and how you're getting business today? Yes, I've just added that uh, question into the questionnaire I send out to new clients. So I haven't so much, but I think it's like a 50% referral by other photographer or by other customers. And then it's like a mix between Instagram and also a little bit through my website. And I don't think Facebook is doing anything for me. <laughs> 
so that is kind of yeah I, I don't think that's where i find any customers but i haven't so much um data on uh, how to where my uh, customers are from but it's i think it's mixed between the referrals and instagram website yeah that's actually one of the first things that we're going to do in, in the program when we start up now is making sure that you've added to your contact form where your clients are finding you. Because if you don't know that, then there's no way for you to know what's working and what's not working. Of course, you can reach back out to your clients later on, but that's a lot of extra work. So just doing that as a first step, because it's one thing to get a client. It's another thing to make sure that you're getting the right client, because sometimes you're getting the wrong clients from Facebook and then you're getting the right ones from Instagram. So it's nice to know where people are coming from. Yeah. So I've uh, put it on the questionnaire now. So hopefully I will <laughs> I will know a little bit more about it later. Yeah, that's good. This is also like one of those things I didn't think about before. You know, you are just happy that someone is contacting you and you're getting a client and then you forgot to to actually think about those important things that it is to know, like, where are they coming from? So it's just one example of the many things I didn't pay attention to earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say, of course not, because it's now where your focus is. And that's why I feel like it's my <laughs> my job to figure out all those little things that can make your job so much easier. Because if I've done, that's something that I've worked on for years. Like, how can I make this easier so that it can be easier for others? Just to like streamline the processes and make it easier to get the work done and to get more clients without the amount of effort that it can be. And one thing that I'm also very focused on is making sure that you're working with the right kind of clients and that you're not just getting more clients because you have to make sure that you're enjoying your work. So have you given any thought to what kind of clients you enjoy working with? Yeah, that's uh, actually something I think a lot about because I've realized more and more that how important that is just because it's, you know, in the beginning, you are so happy to just someone booked you and like, yeah, I don't care who you are. You, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, it could be anyone. And you, know, you don't care about if it's a match, if you want this booking and you're just like, someone booked me, I am happy. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I've learned a lot about who my dream clients are. And I love taking documentary style photos. I love natural, like not post photos. I love the people who are just playful, who don't take themselves too seriously. They laugh a lot. They are not afraid to show feelings. And I love the couples who are like, this is us. And we would love for you to document who we are in your photos. and. The couple who value that I, as a photographer, would like to get to know them before I take photos. Those who understand that, I, for me, it's important to know how they met, who they are, what makes them laugh, who are they as a couple. But that's so important for me to know something about, to be able to tell their story in my photos. So I think it's like the ones who are willing to invest a little bit of time in me and who also, those who value that if they book me for a wedding, it's so much more than the portraits. It's the whole vibe of the day. It's all the little details. And yeah, so those who love to see the small, small moments, of course, as well as the portraits, but it's so much more like the way a day feels is what I want to show in my photography. And so definitely the couples who want more than just the post 
portraits and the group photos. And yeah, so uh, the documentary style and those who laugh a lot. <laughs> it's always a good sign when I come back from a job and your cheeks are uh, hurting because you've been laughing. And it's, you know, it's just a good vibe and it's a good feeling and you know it's a good match. So uh, I realized the importance of meeting the couple before and just finding out if it's a good match because it's so horrible when it's nothing there. And I mean, it's their special day. And for both me and them, it's important that it's someone who can give them what they want. And I don't want to take the classical post pictures and nothing else. That's not who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so important to be aware of because if you don't know then you're not going to get the right clients because how could you? So getting familiar with who your dream clients are, it's the first step of making sure that your marketing is going to work for you because you need to use what they have to say. You need to use their language. You need to figure out where they're hanging out. You need to decide on where you want to position yourself in the market. And that has to do with who your dream client is because if your dream client is oh, I want to have like a big luxury wedding and then you have really low pricing, which happens. I've seen people who like, oh, I want my dream client is wearing, I don't know, Prada shoes and they have like diamonds and it's all really fancy and big and they've spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands on the wedding. And then, yeah, but they're going to book me as a photographer and I charge 20,000 krona or $2,000. I mean, that's not going to happen. So your pricing also plays a part in making sure that your right clients would even consider you because it goes both ways. You can be too cheap as well as being too expensive for someone. So it all plays a part. And that's something that I'm going to say so many times. Like you can't just have the one thing correct. You need all of them. Yeah. And knowing who you want to work with is so, so, so important. Yeah, because you don't want to be booked because you are cheaper than the other one. Like it's... uh... That feeling is... That's the worst feeling. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, like I said before, I was so happy when people started booking me that choose me for me. And if I'm a bit more expensive than the other one and they still book me, then that's so reassuring. And it's a, such a big compliment. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So we are going to continue to work together for the next year. And I'm so excited about that. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And I think it's going to make a huge difference to how you run your business and how you see it. And hopefully your confidence is going to increase as well, because you're going to have other people there making sure that you're getting just that feeling of when you're having a bad day, you have someone else that can back you up. And of course, you already have that with your Instagram friends as well. But I don't think you can ever have too many people cheering you on either. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about getting to know you better. And I'm really happy that we had this talk. Is there anything you want to ask me? Then feel free. Oh, and thanks the same to you because I think it's the start of a really nice year and I'm really happy I signed up for this. Yeah, it's one of those big steps that I think it's going to be so worth it in the end. And I feel like this is what I need now and to not just be in my own little space and try to figure this out. Like you said many times in your podcast that I want people to learn from all the mistakes you did yourself Mm -hmm. and yeah so I think it's what is one of those things that I I need you to focus on and to invest in yeah you can figure everything out by yourself I mean everyone has the opportunity there's information all over there's 
probably millions of YouTube videos and podcast episodes and education on blogs and all the things. And you can spend all your time looking for the information and trying things out and testing it. But I don't think there's any doubt that that's going to take you a lot longer. So it's kind of like taking a shortcut because it took me many years to get to the point where I felt comfortable and I'm still learning every single day. I'm paying for a lot of education because I know how valuable it is and I would definitely not be where I am if it hadn't been for that. Yeah, no, that's good to know. And like you said, it's a big investment, but it's also so valuable. Like already in the mini course and in other workshops I've been to, it's like the things you learn and pick up and the networking. And like you said, the support from others, it's it's so valuable. We people are made in a way that we need and we grow from support and cheering. So it's, yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting year. And yeah, I'm so happy I signed up for it. And I think it's going to be a important step on this journey I am on now. And I'm excited to see what 2023 is going to bring. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, Inga, thank you so much for having this talk with me. Where can whoever is listening go to find you and see your photos? Oh, thank you for having me, Ingrid. It's been really nice. Uh, yeah, my uh, business uh, is Inger Paulsen Photography. It's the website is ingerpaulsenphotography.no. And also on Instagram is the same, Inger Paulsen Photography. So, yeah. I'll link to that in the show notes so it's easy to find as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.